In this installment of The Grind to Find, I'm joined by certified healthy eating and weight loss coach Kathy Perez to demystify anxiety. So get yourself ready because this grind becomes official right now. come in so many different forms. I know for me, I was surprised to find out that I had anxiety later on in life. When I say later on, I was probably in my 30s when I first learned that I'm someone who had been dealing with anxiety that whole entire time. But for me, I put the thought of anxiety in a box. I looked at uh, anxiety as uh, situations, for example, I wasn't too cool with public speaking. So in situations like that, I would be anxious beforehand, or maybe um, going out on a date or meeting someone new for the first time might be a little anxious there. But for me, that was the box that I put anxiety in. It wasn't until I learned later on in my 30s that anxiety is not in that box, not at all. It's not always connected to something that you're expecting. Anxiety can kind of like ride under the surface of things in your life and can and can pop up in many different ways and can be linked to many different things. It can even be triggered. And so I thought that it was important to have a conversation where people are able to recognize if they're anxious, if they have anxiety or suffer from anxiety, what forms can it take? And then beyond that, what are some different things that can be done when it comes to navigating anxiety throughout your life. And so having Kathy Perez here today is uh, something that I'm excited to share with you. It's a conversation that I really enjoyed, some wonderful nuggets there, and I'm hoping that you enjoy it too. If anxiety is something that you suffer with and you've tried to balance over the course of years, or if you know someone who may be suffering with anxiety, this is definitely the right show for you. I'm going to get right into the conversation, but before we get into the meat of it all, here's a little bit more about Kathy Perez. Kathy Perez knows firsthand what it feels like to be caught up in the emotional storm caused by anxiety. In addition to being a certified healthy eating and weight loss coach, Kathy practiced and earned her certification in yoga, which allows her to support clients in a healthy space of being as well as eating. As the 159th Worldwide Certified KonMari Organizing Consultant, Kathy prides herself in helping women create a healthy relationship with anxiety and stress by supporting clients in making the connection between physical nourishment, well-being, and anxiety management. Kathy creates a new way for anxiety sufferers to lead in their life as opposed to being led by anxiety. 
I knew that there had to be more to Kathy's story, so I wanted to learn what brought Kathy out of the shadows anxiety once created for her and how she transitioned into the space she occupies today professionally. Greetings, everyone. Today is going to be quite a phenomenal day because I have a phenomenal woman in the TGD studios with me. I have with me the amazing Kathy Perez and, um, there's, if you don't know anything about her, today is your day. You're going to get your entire life because not only are you going to learn a little bit about her, but we're going to be talking about something that I think is so very important. It's not uh, only a topic for now, but it's a human condition. So it's a topic for always. We're going to be talking a little bit about some of the layers associated with anxiety. And I'm really excited to have Kathy on today because it's not going to be a superficial conversation. It's going to be one where uh, she's going to be able to walk us through some of those spaces and places in which we might not recognize and be aware of, but also to go through some different things that helps you to, once you connect to an awareness, connect to that space of being within you, how exactly do you navigate that? How do you make it so that anxiety is not running you, but you actually find a space to check anxiety. So, uh, Kathy, Kathy, thank you so much for being with me today. How are you? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Extremely excited. So listen, we had the opportunity, Kathy and I, we had the opportunity to to talk um, a couple days ago and it was quite a conversation. But before you became the enlightened and connected woman that you are today, I want to introduce people to Kathy before your transformation into who you are today and now being able to lead so many different people in such an important topic. So tell me a little bit about Kathy before. Basically, I was born nervous, and that's okay. I'm okay being a nervous baby, not a toddler, and that's okay. But early on, I dealt with perfectionism as a child. And there's different reasons why, and we don't need to go into those, but perfectionism shows up in many different ways. And unfortunately, (laughs) I had an eating disorder very early in life. As I grew, I always had body image issues. I also had a very short fuse. So when I didn't feel safe, When I didn't feel like I was perfecting something, I grew angry very quickly. I got the name in high school as the Dragon Lady. Not knowing what anxiety was back then, not realizing that my own nervous system was overworked, right? Simply because I just kept trying so hard to be perfect, right? That's not attainable. No wonder I could never calm down. So fast forward, that's how I lived my life. I was always go, 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 and it didn't serve me but I didn't know any better. And so my first anxiety episode actually happened when I was like in the eighth grade and I just didn't know what it was, but I just shrugged it off and it was there and it went away. So fast forward, now um, I'm an adult and I'm leaving my my family to move to another state. Like that was a big deal, right? For anybody. But what I didn't realize is that fear can ride up in different ways and you don't even recognize it. Anxiety is just another part of our fight or flight system. But not recognizing for what it was, I didn't know that I would end up in the hospital. So twice. Finally, 
sought out help, um, sought my um, PCP, and then started going to therapy. Not recognizing what anxiety looks like and not realizing that, holy cow, this is my overactive mind not feeling safe. So went to therapy, didn't tell anyone for like two years. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm feeling okay. I I've got this under control. And then fast forward finally, it's 2012. I had actually moved back home to my original state and was happy. Then it started to creep up again. This feeling of uncertainty of just your mind starts to just rumble off. And even though I knew that it was my anxiety and that I was trying to do everything I could to keep it under control, um, I had even in um, 2010 sought out the help of a naturopathic doctor. So not realizing again that it can just creep up in different ways. I wasn't taking care of myself. So again, I had gone through help. I had gone through therapy. I had even you know sought out alternatives, right, holistic methods. But sometimes anxiety shows up in different ways and we just don't recognize it for what it is. And I had let it build up. Even though I knew the warning signs, they showed up in different ways. And then all of a sudden I'm on the floor crumbled up again. I'm like, how could this, how could I let this happen? So from 2012 on, when that last episode happened, I've been on this movement. I will find a way to make this work, to make myself better, to understand my anxiety better. Having that space of knowing that you needed to connect to what this thing is, because now I can totally relate to the things that you're talking about with anxiety, because with me, I had this um, overwhelming, overarching surge of energy that would come through me, but it was a heavy energy. It wasn't like an energy like, yay, I'm happy. I'm at Six Flags or something. It was like, I feel doomed. I don't know why. I The pitter-pattering in the chest for me it used to make me sweaty I had a lot of physiological things associated with it I would have the sweating I would have the palpitations in my chest sometimes I would have the um, fluttering of my stomach kind of like could be a feeling of being nauseous but not quite it was really weird and sometimes I could just be completely and totally fine and just all of a sudden it would just come over me and it used to scare me because I didn't understand where this was coming from why this is happening and why does this this particular feeling it's one that you can't confuse with anything else what made it happen and so another thing you said that really resonated with me was when you talked about your eating disorder because um, years ago I was in my early 20s I suffered from body dysmorphia when I looked in the mirror I saw a 350 pound woman and I was a little over 100 pounds walking on my clothes I wouldn't go out people would ask me to go out on a date and I couldn't go because I was too fat but that was just what I saw even though that really wasn't what was there so I want to ask you about that because um, I know for me, hindsight being 2020, my anxiety, one of the ways in which I would cope with that was this negative um, self-image that I had and that unhealthy relationship with food that I didn't know the two had anything to do with each other. It turned out to be a really weird way of coping when I didn't even realize I was coping because I didn't even know that A, this thing that I was feeling didn't belong. It was real and, and whatever. So my, my question to you is you shared with us your journey from the age of eight and then the process of going through this thing with anxiety. How much time did you have where it was that the eating disorder was coupled with the anxiety or was that your experience? I don't want to put my experience on you. No, and thank you for sharing that. Um, but it's very close to, to your experience and the fact that um, I, again, was perfectionist, even at the young age of between 8 and 10, right? And that's crazy. But there was reasons for that. So one of the triggers was I had the blessing 
to get braces because <laughs> it was a blessing, right? My my teeth are still with me. But you're told as a child at age 10, 9, whatever it was, you can't do this. You can't eat this. And because I was such a well-behaved child, just because I followed rules so well, and because I'm perfectionist, in my head, my little baby head, it said, you can't do any of this anymore. It wasn't intentional, but all of a sudden, once I started to see my body more, all of a sudden, somehow that made perfection. That was like, oh, I'm controlling this. I can't control what I eat, or rather, I'm not allowed to eat this, but guess what? I can control me. I can control how I look, how I intake. In a, a young person's mind, we're still developing. There's nothing to tell me the filters are not there when they need to be, and that's, that's just how we are. So to experience, I, I didn't have like any jitters back then, but my mind was always racing. How am I going to not put this in my mouth? It was funny because that actually brought me into health and fitness. I've been in love with health and fitness and wellness. That pressure was always there. So it turned it morphed it went from an actual physiological feeling that I had then it went into more mental that's how it showed up was in me not having the ability to calm down and to just be I was never just being I was always going 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 ah yes the ability to just be I know for me that took some practice we are going to take a quick break but when we come back we're going to talk more about being as opposed to doing as well as some tips and tricks to help you to be able to identify and navigate your anxiety. Keep it locked. Put my heart and soul in this one. I'm gonna fly up to the most high He dries all my tears and hears my soul cry He gives me strength to live when I'm so tired Help me face all my fears and says I won't die Because I'm gonna fly up to the most high People confused, don't really know what to do Consumed with social media, things they see on the news They wanna go back to normal, supposed to be on a cruise Gotta sit in here arguing cause you opposing my views Satan deceiving, he know there's no winners, you only lose When you not on God's side, your tendency is to snooze Gotta wake up out your sleep, it's like they listen to blues Cause the thrill has been gone, you here with the good news, huh? You speak the truth, they label you as a fool They say my God imaginary, but they know not what they do Praying to their ancestors who couldn't even give them a clue how to navigate this life because they still suck in the tune pray that god opens your heart when it's dark and you gotta choose you so scorn from watching porn to down in bottles of booze you keep masking all your pain but never will it ever soothe all those temporary fixes just leave you feeling consumed thinking god don't care about you but it ain't good to assume gotta let go of your past because your past leads you to doom hold on till eternal hope let the spirit fill every room you say rooted in his word and just like a flower you bloom like a group of magnolias that grow in the month of june they say you change the same I know cause I came up out the cocoon And I hate the bush of bubble or should I say a balloon But there ain't no going back cause he healed me from all my wounds huh? He dries all my tears and hears my soul cry He gives me strength to live when I'm so tired Help me face all my fears and says I won't die Because I'm gonna fly up to the most high He dries all my tears and hears my soul cry He gives me strength to live when I'm so tired Help me face all my fears and says I won't die Because I'm gonna fly up to the most high I'm just gonna let the beat ride on this part Yeah 
Sometimes life gets you down, man. But you gotta look up. See where your help come from. He dries all my tears and hears my soul cry He gives me strength to live when I'm so tired Help me face all my fears and says I won't die Because I'm gon' fly up to the most high He dries all my tears and hears my soul cry He gives me strength to live when I'm so tired Help me face all my fears and says I won't die Because I'm gon' fly up to the most high He dries all my tears and hears my soul cry He gives me strength to live when I'm so tired Help me face all my fears and says I won't die Because I'm gon' fly up to the most high And you know what? I'm I am such a proponent of just being because I've been I've, I spent years running like a chicken with my head cut off, not knowing how to just be. That is like a skill set. It it really and truly is. And then I love how you um, mentioned the unrealistic expectations and the illusion of control. It creates that hamster wheel that keeps going because the unrealistic expectation feeds the anxiety, which makes you have to find some way to cope, especially when you're not even clear about what's going on. All you know is how you feel. You're not understanding that the way in which you see the world, the way in which you process things around you, that's what's making you feel that way. So let's let's slide, glide right on into that space of um, recognition. You talked about coming to a space where you say, okay, this is not normal. I have to own whatever this is. And then you knew, I, I feel like I hear you saying you knew of anxiety at the time, but you still didn't know how to work it. Knowing of it and knowing how to work it. And not only that, how you manifest that space of being. So I want to talk about that because if there are people out there that are listening to us and they're saying, this is me, talk to them about that recognition and then going beyond just knowing of anxiety to really, how do you grasp and identify and start to take hold of what that is. So it, thank you so much for being so um, descriptive because it really is, there's a distinction there. I went to the ER twice in two weeks. The first one, it was because of an actual physical situation. Unfortunately, uh, I had just moved, but then I had come for the Labor Day weekend. And then um, unfortunately, my sister and I were in a car accident. Wasn't bad, but that pressure of knowing, okay, I just moved. Now I have to deal with this situation. I ended up in the ER because I ended up going supposedly in the shop, which that's what physically I was told. But ultimately, that was an anxiety episode. And it, it had it showed up in the form of um, shock. And then the next week, unfortunately, the one that took me to the ER and I stayed in the ER all night. And that was not fun. <laughs> it was horrible. But again, it was a physical response. Only after that physical, that second time, did I realize, and because I, I was dealing with insomnia, I was like, I haven't slept in a week. I'm going to go insane. <laughs> you know, I don't even know if I have the premonition ever or even the understanding of what anxiety was other than, oh, you're nervous. I didn't see it as something else 
And then um, when this happened, when I couldn't sleep in a while, I was like, this is just not how people are. This is not normal. So it became awareness. I was like, okay, this isn't normal. I'm sure I'm not the only person that has gone through this. So at which point am I going to take the initiative and do something about it? So I went from, I'm going to say almost not knowing what anxiety was into realizing, wait a minute, I don't know what it is. I don't know the name for it, but I'm sure that medically I'm not, there's not, there's something going on. So that's when I, you know, sought out that medical first help and then they tried to prescribe me medicine very low dosage and I'm, I, I'm not a I mean if you require any type of chemical um, assistance please get it but I myself don't really like I don't do well with medicine so even though I tried it once I'm like I don't need to it didn't I didn't even feel it but I'm like this is not cool so then it was also I was given the opportunity to again seek out therapy and I'm like I hadn't even thought of that like it didn't enter my mind until someone identified it for me i.e. the PCP said I can also give you a referral to see a therapist. Okay, so what does that mean? So, but it became not only that awareness, but then I was like, whoa, okay, so what I'm experiencing isn't so crazy. There's actually a name for it. I was able to accept that there was something different. It's sometimes just that small layer of having someone outside of your head to be able to receive what it is that you're going through can help things make so much more sense to you. And it's such a short amount of time because I know there are some folks who are not comfortable with the idea of counseling or therapy, number one, because I don't want nobody knowing my business. And, you know, they're afraid of being judged and all of these types of things. But um, although not a therapist, as a professional coach and, and, and you yourself, we understand how critically important it is. It's one of the best ways to show self-love and to get to the root of something now as opposed to spinning your wheels and spending year after year after year in it. Now, I do want to ask you just for clarification for folks listening. You mentioned PCP a couple times. For people who do not know what that is, what is that? Primary care physician. Primary care physician. Sorry about that. <laughs> Primary You're care fine. Physician. You're totally fine. And then I also... um. I had a, another question because we've talked about some of our own personal experiences with uh, coming to a space where we're like, hey, things are like not okay. <laughs> we need to find out what it is that's not okay because of all of these different physiological uh, responses that you can get that are associated with anxiety. So for people who are listening, who are saying, okay, I'm not sure. I think maybe that might be my situation. What are some key things that some folks might be able to look for as uh, as being able to say, you know, if you experience situations like this or things like this, you may have an issue with anxiety and you may want to get that checked out. What are some things that people should look for? Absolutely. Thank you. Good question. And you, you gave some good examples about how you have this feeling of overwhelm and it's undescribable unless you experience it. But that feeling that everything is closing in on you. That's the only way I can explain it. Um, so everyone does have different physiological symptoms. You know, my symptoms will be different from yours, depending on what's going on. But some very common symptoms can be that tingling behind your neck. Um, a lot of people get that. I get it often or when I, you know, that's where I could feel it coming on. Palms, you know, will get sweaty, clammy. Another very common one is, again, tunnel vision. All of a sudden, somehow your peripheral goes away. Now, we always want to recognize, you know, we want to do what our gut says, right? Go with your gut feeling too much. And so you're going to feel really heavy. And it's not, again, it's not nausea. It's like this jittery feeling. It's not even butterflies. Butterflies when you're you know, your anticipation. This is like, I don't feel well. Also, unfortunately, it can cause 
dizziness, lightheadedness. That's a big one. That's like the most common. And I ended up getting vertigo. That's why I ended up going to the, I, I couldn't stand up. So those are really common. Other such symptoms that people won't think of um, is when you will sense fear in anticipation of something. Social anxiety is such, some people, they will literally want to faint if they realize they have to, or if they get invited, maybe they don't like crowds and they're being asked to go to a concert. There are multiple ways, but the ones I gave you are, are the most, what you would call common, that people could pick up on. The, the one that really just took me down all the time was that really tight feeling in your chest, to the point where I felt there was an elephant on my chest every single moment. There are multitudes, you know, I could go on forever, but those are the most common. You just have a ton of cortisol running through your body. Your adrenaline is going through the roof and so your body can't release it. And so it's got to take it somewhere. And so it just starts popping up in different ways. You know, you really touched on some things that I think are super important. Number one is having things that you feel, you know, because a lot of the times certain situations can trigger us and we can't predict how we're going to feel but the recognition in the moment that just because you feel it doesn't make it fact and that's what I hear when you talked about uh, like that pressure in the chest I can relate to that and then also um, another thing that I really think is important that you just talked about is coming to a space where there's an acknowledgement of there being certain situations that you're just not comfortable with and because you're not comfortable with you tend to blow them up that is what will bring about anxiety and so that brings me to the next portion of our conversation why it's so very important to not allow these feelings to take us over and to actually go ahead and take the step to get somebody who can work through these things with you. Because I know that when I had my bouts with what it was that I was going through, the way that I saw things in my head and the way that I processed it is exactly what kept me trapped. I mean, if you're the one who has created the hamster wheel for yourself, the likelihood of you being able to take yourself off of it, you keep figuring yourself into the same circle. So for folks out there who are listening, who are on the fence and like, you know what? I don't know if I want to be talking to people about what's going on with me. Maybe I could just, you know what? I'll, I'll write some things down. I'll try to figure it out. What is something that you would say to someone who's on the fence about getting some help to move forward now, as opposed to sticking to their own devices and staying stuck? What would be something that you would say that would get them to probably consider to move forward? That's an excellent question. And my best answer for that is simply take a moment and ask yourself, each time this happens, have I walked through my fear? Because again, anxiety is fear. We don't recognize it as being fear. So and unfortunately, too many people think that anxiety will just go away. Like, we're not, I'm not going to have anxiety. I'm, no. Anxiety is part of our fight or flight system. So it's an automatic response. It's just how we resolve to feel that anxiety and let it flow through us. That's what causes the problem. We don't let it flow. We, we want to hold and get rid of it. What I would say to them is, when has it stopped you from doing something that you really want to? And if it keeps happening, what is it that you are willing to give up consistently because you don't want to fight, you don't want to go through that fear? Anxiety is meant to be walked through at a very ebb and flow way. You let the anxiety come. And we don't want to just stop it and try to get rid of it. We want to let it ebb and flow. Let's say someone did want to, you know, they got invited, they went to the Metropolitan Museum Big Gig Gala, 
and they stepped on the front step and all of a sudden they're like starting to have a, an actual panic attack and they're like I can't go in there there's just so many people there's so much more you know they're they're all pomp and circumstance and I'm just a little me and they literally will think about going away and then I would ask you what is stopping you you get to walk through that well if you can if you can't tell yourself keep going then that's when you have to ask yourself what else am I not willing to have happened to me? Meaning like, when am I not willing to experience? You don't want to put your life on hold. And so if you are starting to understand that you are rejecting or saying no unnecessarily, or in anticipation of something, that feeling, do you let it ebb and flow? Because it will ebb and flow if you let it. But if you try and stop it, it's never going to go away. As in like, it's never going to deplete itself. So you're always going to have this going on. Anxiety is part of fear. And most of the time, we will walk through fear, right, if our life depended on it. But our brain doesn't know the difference between the building burning and me having to run through it and stepping on those steps of the Metropolitan Museum. It thinks it's the same thing. So if you could walk through the fear knowing that nothing is going to happen to you, like going through a burnt building, you're going to be okay, but you might want to get help for that. Really good stuff there. And, and not only that, to add to that, now... The things that you're sharing with us today, this is just the tip of the iceberg because you've taken it a step further. You've actually created a community because, uh, man, who doesn't love a good community, right? <laughs> you've actually created a community. Tell people about the community that you have and all of the wonderful things that are going on within that community in regard to um, anxiety. Sure. So thank you for uh, mentioning it. So my, I have a free, free Facebook group. It's a private group, so it's very, very safe. It's for women, and it's the Empowering Women Healthy Habits for Less Anxiety. And that's a long, <laughs> long name, but I wanted to make sure that it had empowering first. Because one thing about fear is when we don't um, take responsibility for our actions, we're giving our power away. And anxiety seems to want to do that consistently. Take my power away. Well, guess what? <laughs> no, we get to walk through the fear. So empowering women was really important because I'm a woman and I knew what it felt like for too long to be alone in this journey of mine. And then I realized after everything I've been through, God gave me this experience or let me go through this experience so that I can now help women hopefully not have that same experience all alone. So um, it's simply a support place. You know, you can be vulnerable and know that it's you give support, people give you support. Um, I put on free master classes. Um, I am a um, yoga instructor, so I'll have free tutorials on the weekends on how to be safe, um, but enjoy yoga at the same time. So it's just a lot of different resources on how to help to use healthy habits to walk better with insight and stress.
love it. And, you know, I, I'm a yogi as well. So anytime yoga is involved, it's a phenomenal thing. I've been doing yoga for uh, over 20 years now. So, yes, yeah, so that, see, that's the reason why we so such a connection. Such a connection. <laughs> I love it. Um, I know I know this uh, just from talking to you. First of all, your, your journey is, has been amazing. And um, you actually learned about your anxiety a whole lot earlier than I did. So that's 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 a wonderful thing. I know uh, just from speaking with you and knowing you that um, the transformation within you because of embracing just as you were talking about today. It's not something to run from. It's something to embrace and actually walk through because it does serve a purpose and a divine purpose. Look at look at what you do today and how you lead women today. My question for you would be, Kathy, today, what is something that Kathy today knows that Kathy 10 years ago did not know to be true? That's an awesome question. And simply that she had confidence all along. People with anxiety, unfortunately, believe that their confidence has never existed or was gone, was taken from them. And that's simply not true. Every Sunday I would go, or actually Saturday I go to um, my Catholic Mass, <laughs> but every Saturday when I was going to therapy, when I, and it just continued, right? Um, I, went for, I went through therapy for two years, and in that span of time I didn't tell anyone. So I would go and cry every Saturday at church and think to myself, why is this happening, God? Why is this happening? But Little did I realize that it's not totally hopeless. So when you still have hope, there is confidence. It just gets to be built. So what I would tell my 10-year past self is your confidence, you just get to exercise it. It's not gone. You have got, Everyone is built with confidence. We just get to build that. It's a muscle. Confidence is a muscle. And as long as we keep searching for the answers, as long as we know that it's in us, we just have to build it up. That's what I would tell my ten, my uh, ten years ago myself. <laughs> no, I, that I love that because you know what? Um, I think that uh, in a lot of ways we've been socialized to believe that certain things are supposed to look a certain way. I mean, like right now with social media and everything, everyone creates personas and images. And personas are images, personas, I'm sorry, and images are created, you know, in the way that someone wants you to see themselves, but it's not necessarily in the way the creator created you to be and how you should be seen, your authentic self. So I love that you mentioned that about uh, confidence because you can still have areas, we can still have areas of insecurity and spaces in which we need to grow, but still harness aspects of confidence that just need to be cultivated. And so I think that's so important. That's extremely important. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. That was, that was really good, really good. Um, my next question for you would be, when you think about um, you have your community that you're leading today, um, you also, uh, oh, I didn't even get the opportunity to talk about your designation, your certification that you have. Tell people about how could we not talk about that? Tell people about and then I then I'll get to my question. But we because that's actually a good setup for my question. So so please share with folks your certification and, and what that's about. Sure, absolutely. So I have several. Um, so I am considered. Um, I, I am certified as a healthy eating and weight loss coach, but I call myself a health coach. 
and I'm also a yoga certified instructor, a certified yoga instructor. And I have the unique distinction of being the 159th worldwide certified KonMari organizing consultant. Another long title. <laughs> so get more into that for people who don't know. Give them their life. So um, most people would probably recognize the Netflix show Tying Up with Marie Kondo. That's probably where you might have heard of KonMari. And she's a phenomenon. She's wonderful. She is the tidying princess of the world. And so she came to fame because of her very unique KonMari method of organizing. And simply put, she basically elevated such a mundane task as organizing to the level of spirituality. <laughs> like, no kidding. Like, there were others. You know, feng shui is definitely a spiritual practice, so to speak, or of, of organizing. But this one was such that it's so simple not necessarily easy but definitely simple to understand and so it just took off and so marie kondo is the creator of the kamari method of organizing and she knew that she wanted to organize the world but she couldn't do that by herself so she created a certification um, process and i happen to be um, a ambassador of the method so whenever i talk about the kamari method it's my version because obviously KonMari is in fact trademarked <laughs> so legitimately it's her product for sure and I think that when you when because we're talking about anxiety a whole lot of what we feel in these situations um when we're triggered by anxiety I think that for me it a lot of it went back to not really having a true understanding and organization of thought if you will for some of the things that, that scared me and that took me into that physiological, the, the responses that were associated with anxiety. So I, I for people who are, are listening, if um, you didn't get the connection, because initially I didn't even get it, not so much with you, but with myself. That's what we have so much in common, the fact that we're yogis, the fact that we're coaches, the different health and the wellness, all we have, all of those things go together in that when you have anxious tendencies or ways because everybody has anxiety but some people do it on a million like I do well used to <laughs> you know they're different there's 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 levels to this but um one of the things that really helped for me to get control of things not only uh seeking support which was something that I definitely had to do at one important time but taking and organizing and structuring my way of being to help me to be able to process my way of thinking to help create space within my mind so that I could take a pause and take the time that I needed to process and work through these things because I'm listening to to what you're saying and I'm like yeah I had to go through all of that but I had to get to a space where I allowed myself to declutter to not just be overtaken and overwhelmed by all of these feelings and all the external stuff that comes with it clear space to to go through that so Thank you so much for for um, sharing all of those things and putting into context the, the, the broader perspective of, of who you are, which brings me to the question that I was going to ask you before you laid that foundation. So just in the ways in which you've structured your career and your practice, you have very strategically, first of all, you, you listened to who God said that you were. You took the time to go just from doing to being. And you structure this way in which you do stuff so that you can uh, teach folks around you to do the exact same thing. So that brings me to my question of um, when it comes to 
a mindset for folks listening that they're that they're trying to achieve when it comes to this anxiety piece. Let's say, hey, I've listened to Terrell and I've listened to Kathy. We got all this information. This is great. I'm gonna have to marinate on it a little bit. Maybe I'm not quite ready to go and get help with somebody. When um, if that's that if you're that person that's listening to that, my question to you would be: What is one thing that you can say a brick that you've added to the foundation of your mindset what's that one brick that you've added that helps to give you a space of true north as you navigate and walk through anxiety when it comes up for you funny enough exactly what I learned through life and never really took the time to overly think about I should have but in in tune with the common method of organizing it's it's sole purpose to show us that we want to live in gratitude so gratitude is like the center of my life now and anyone who's spiritual would know that hello that's like the first thing (laughs) that we should have been thinking of right when we pray that's showing gratitude when we you know give alms that's showing gratitude right for what you have gratitude is the center now love is very important i'm not saying it's not important but gratitude can overcome anxiety scientifically when you are experiencing the feeling of gratitude the emotion of gratitude anxiety doesn't have the space to move in so through let's say organizing with the common method of organizing you create gratitude on so many different levels that at some point your brain sees anxiety as just again what it's supposed to be an ebb and flow and it's so fun because gratitude has gotten me through some really turbulent times. Absolutely. And I think people hear gratitude so much that it can become just like a, a buzzword. But I mean, really understanding that in the face of everything, intentionally plugging into the things that you are thankful for. Because when we're in those spaces of fear, we're focusing on all of the things that we don't have. What What is fear really saying to you? You don't have the capability to navigate whatever it is that's put you in that space. But then to offset that, to be intentional about feeding your mind uh, something that's actually a truth because fear is, is not real. Fear is, fear is an illusion. It really is. But when you take and offset the illusion with something that's actual and factual, like what it is that you're actually thankful for, the fact that there's there are things that exist in your life that a lot of the times, a lot of the things that we're capable for, uh, I'm sorry, thankful for, are not even from our own doing. Those are just things that God organizes in our life for us. So to take and offset that with something that's an actual truth, I think is super powerful stuff. And I think that when you just hear the word gratitude, because you hear it so much, people don't really think about it in that depth, but you're actually offsetting and taking away the power that you've given to something that isn't real, it's an illusion, and it's actually abstract, (laughs) you know? So yeah, I, I love, 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 love that you added that. This has been quite an amazing experience with you here today, Kathy. I want to thank you so much for stopping by. Please, oh please do the listeners the honor of letting them know how they can connect with you. Because even if they don't know, you know what? I don't know. I might want to work with her. I might want to explore this. Where can they connect with you and just soak up some of the sunshine until they figure it out? How can they do that? Absolutely. Thank you so much for letting me be here. It's been so much fun. This has been such a wonderful conversation. So 
Um, my handle on most social media, on all of it, is Kathy Hannah Perez, for the most part, Kathy Hannah Perez. Um, and again, I do have my um, Empowering Women Healthy Habits for Less Anxiety um, uh, free Facebook group. But social media, um, I mostly hang out in Facebook. Uh, I am on like LinkedIn and uh, IG, Instagram, but I don't really use them too often, but Facebook is where you can definitely connect with me. Awesome. And for those of you listening, if you want to connect with Kathy, her information is going to be in the description box on this episode because, I mean, you, you need to you need to get your life. You need to get your life. And I'm going to make sure that you're able to do that. Kathy, thank you so much for stopping by TGD Studios. We appreciate you sharing your light, sharing your knowledge, and just so vulnerably and candidly sharing your story about anxiety. Much appreciation to you, my sister. God bless you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, that is it for content today. If you haven't already, log on to thegrindtofind.com and click on feed so that you can stay in the know and be updated when I upload. Also, The Grind to Find is available on every major platform that there is. The only thing you need to do is search The Grind to Find and make sure you click that notification bell so you can be updated when I upload. If you like that behind the scenes tea, you want to stay in the know with what's going on with The Grind to Find as well as tarolandmichelle.com and everything else that's going on with me and Divine Design Media LLC, then all you need to do is click join the list. People, if you are an indie recording artist or poet and you'd like to have your art featured on The Grind to Find, that's easy to do. Send me an email, connect at thegrindtofind.com and please put artist in the subject line and uh, if uh, we're vibing what's going on with you, we'll reach out to you, connect and find out when you're ready to get your things featured on the air. It has been such a pleasure to spend this time with you. I pray that you go into this weekend owning whatever it is that you have in mind for your life. Because you know what? It's already won and done. No matter what, always define your grind and never let the grind define you. Terrell and Michelle here. Until next time, peace and abundant blessings. Mm-hmm.